0: And now for the review of the day. Okay, I got a review here from iTunes. It says, I've been a part-time realtor, part-time law student, and full-time police officer the last few years. This podcast gets me excited to finish law school so I can devote all my time to my real estate practice. Since I found this podcast, I'm listening to many of the old episodes. Thanks again thank you listen hey guys uh feel free to go back we have close to 700 now and uh, i've heard from some people that have done them all i should uh, be giving like an award we could prove somehow that you've listened to all of them but anyways uh thanks for the great reviews guys keep them coming keep the comments coming guys i love them and remember i eat feedback for breakfast so give me a one star review if you want or a five star review if you want i don't care And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest today coming from Huntsville, Alabama. I got Tabitha Contour from Superior Realty Group and she is turning heads there and doing some really good stuff and I'm excited to dive deep in with her today and talk about all things real estate so Tabitha welcome the real estate rock stars
1: hey there Pat I'm excited to be on the show I hope I can really bring some value to your rock star nation so I'm real excited to get started
0: yeah me too so Tabitha why don't you um, give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they get to know you better
1: Sure. Um, So I kind of landed into real estate um, in the back on the back end. My background is in IT management. So I spent quite a few years at Long and Foster Real Estate in Northern Virginia, helping agents be more successful. And from that, I kind of fell in love with the front end of real estate and decided that that was the direction I wanted to take my career. So I did that back in 2012 after I left years of corporate management. And you know, the first couple of years in real estate were rough like they are for most people. Although I did win a Rookie of the Year award with Wyker Realtors my first year, uh, I still just felt like, I think my take home that year was $32,000. And I thought, this is what you call Rookie of the Year. You know, yes, I was right a hefty six figure salary. So it was quite a culture shock. And you know, I really just had to dive into how do I do things differently? And how do I utilize my background in technology to make myself more successful in real estate? So that's what I've done. And I started my own brokerage in December of 2015. And we're a boutique brokerage, small brokerage, I have five agents. And we are really gaining a lot of momentum here in Huntsville, and we're super excited about it.
0: That's awesome. That's an exciting ride. That's an exciting ride. Now, what made you move to Huntsville, Alabama, from Northern Virginia, working for Long and Foster in their corporate department?
1: Well, I am originally from Huntsville, and I left to go to Virginia Tech, so go Hokies. Um, And I went to college at Virginia Tech, and then met my husband, who's from Northern Virginia, and it just... It just kind of became that, you know, we lived up there for 17 years and I worked for Long and Foster Real Estate. I was actually recruited from right out of college. I was at GEICO as a web developer and programmer. And one of my colleagues went to work for Long and Foster and was overseeing their insurance division. And she just kind of recruited me and, you know, I got into their uh, corporate IT department.
0: Okay. Awesome. All right. So um, let's talk about where you are now today, Huntsville, Alabama. Um, Like how many houses have you sold in the last 12 months?
1: Okay, well, in 2017, we sold 56 units uh, for $15.5 million. So far, year-to-date for 2018, as of the end of May, we're at 26 units, although June, June's a huge month for us. We have 17 closings, so we're on track to have about a 30% growth this year over last year with half the agents. I actually had 10 agents in 2017, and, and I have reduced that, and I've kept the high-volume agents that really see – the direction I'm taking this company. So I now have five agents and we're set up in three different divisions.
0: Now the other five agents that left, they go out on their own. Did they
1: just? No, they all, they mostly all went into general real estate with bigger brokerages in town.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And that didn't bother you because you held on to the best ones.
1: Yeah, no, I actually helped them. I helped place them with other brokerages. I just wasn't the right fit for them.
0: What like who who would, who does that right? I mean like what what's going to talk to me about that?
1: Well, I'm so I really try and help my agents grow and I do a lot of one-on-one training. We spend a lot of time together and I really help them define their niche. And you know, based on that niche, we do a lot of targeted advertising to help get them leads and get them gain, you know, get them to gain some momentum in our market. And I had several agents that just didn't see that bigger picture. They just wanted low-lying fruit. They wanted me to just feed them web leads that were gonna to close tomorrow and didn't want to put in the long-term time that's required in order to nurture and close these leads. So I helped them um, find brokerages that were better suited to their needs.
0: Yeah. Typical, right? Typical agents today. Um, so essentially you told them that's not going to happen. That's not the reality of today's leads. And uh, a small know, percentage. I'm telling you over and over again. So move on.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just a, you know, when you're buying a lot of leads online, whether it's from Google AdWords or Facebook or wherever you're getting them from, it's just a very small percentage of those that are going to go, Hey, Tabitha, I want to buy a house today. You know, most of them are going to need a little bit of nurturing to get there.
0: Wow. Okay, so let's talk some nitty gritty. So, what was your ECI, your ego commission income?
1: Yeah. So, in twenty seventeen, um, it was four hundred and sixty five thousand. Mm-hmm. We did fifteen point five million, and out of that, about twenty five percent of that went to operating costs.
0: So you kept seventy five percent of that, which let's say three hundred and ten grand. Now, did you, but you had other agents to pay. So after the right. cost of goods sold, after you paid the other agents, what were you left with?
1: About a hundred.
0: About a hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you opened up your own brokerage from, well, let me ask you this. So your best year at Weikert, when you left, what did you make?
1: Uh, my best year selling real estate, I sold 72 houses personally with the, with the help of a showing assistant who actually came on board with me at Superior as one of my buyer's agents. She was with me for a year prior.
0: Okay. So what, did, what would you say you, you netted that year?
1: Uh, that year, I netted about 220.
0: Okay. So a lot of people listen and be like, okay, so here you are at White are mm-hmm. You're a regular old agent, right? You're, you're cranking out 72 houses a year. Right. Um, just you and one right-hand woman that, that spits nails, right? An executive mm-hmm. who knows you inside and out and helps you with everything, and, um, and you make two twenty, and then you go open your own brokerage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the market's better, mind you, and you make a hundred. So, right. talk to me about that.
1: Um, it's a bigger goal, so you know I expect that the brokerage the brokerage has grown. 25 to 50 percent year over year. It's kind of varied. You know, we started at the end of 2015, and you know we've seen quite a bit of growth. So it's a bigger, longer-term goal. I'm trying to make changes in the market. We're gaining a lot of momentum. You know, the way I do, I get to do business my way, and you know, it's really just. That it's it's just the fact that I'm in the driver's seat. I get to do it my way. I get to help other agents become successful and nurture them. And the long-term effect of that obviously is going to be exponential growth in the bottom line.
0: Okay, so you're you're kind of um, one guy described this to me actually as a J curve. Uh, I was on a call yesterday with a venture a uh, capital fund mm-hmm. that I'm involved in uh, called ATX Ventures. They buy they bought about ten companies in Austin, Texas, and basically he hit the way he described it was a, a J curve, which is you start out at the like the bottom of the J, you're up, right, because you got all this excitement and beginner's luck. As uh, and if you read the book The Alchemist, they talk about beginner's luck. That first couple of years, you're exciting. Then the J curve, then it starts going down. Then you're getting a little dip, mm-hmm. Then it jacks up, right? Like a hockey stick, like the tail end of a hockey stick. So, I think you're probably your thought process. If you're you're at that bottom of the J curve there at 100 grand, and uh, it's just going to go up from there. I mean, do you have like projections as to where you want to be and how you want to move up that uh, that stick on the J?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, the craziest thing too, the biggest mistake I made, and this is something good for those out there that want to start their own brokerage is the first 18 months of owning my own brokerage, I was not a competing broker, I was not selling. And that honestly was one of the biggest mistakes I made. Because that was a time in the business when I should have been selling, I was trying to coach my agents into being what I was coming into the brokerage. And they just weren't there yet. Um, Since I've started selling again, of course, we've seen exponential growth. I mean, I, like I said, we have 17 closings this month with just five agents. So Um, you know, we're going to have an amazing 2018. It's been incredibly busy, but it's a lot of the things I've implemented with the technology as well as that I'm back out there doing some sales myself.
0: Wow. Okay. So 17 closings this month. So let's talk about this then. Okay. So you're definitely pulling out that dip on the J.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: How? How'd you do it? I mean, because I love stories like this, right? You you went into this dip, you're at the bottom. What are you doing differently now than maybe you were uh, a year ago or even six months ago?
1: Absolutely. So what I've done is I've taken my agents and I've really pulled them back from just general real estate and we've helped define everybody with a specific niche. Now, the fact that they have a niche doesn't mean they can't sell anything, in re- you know, any type of home, but we're focusing them each on a specific niche and based on that niche, I'm marketing them and their niche and doing targeted advertising to their group for their niche. So like I have an agent whose niche is BA that's perfect she wants to do veterans she wants to do you know frontline responders that's wonderful so we've done a whole ad campaign around her marketing those types of leads and she's become the leader in the market for VA and that's great you know that's a niche for her I have another agent that does a lot of Millennials so all of her marketing is very specific to Millennials and she's doing a lot of live video and a lot of on-site things that appeal to Millennials and that's really helped propel us to the next level by just focusing focusing on those niches and trying to basically um, allow these agents to not look at the bigger picture and just focus on their niche and stay in that world and not worry about all the other little things that are going on in in real estate. It's
0: hard to do because, you know, especially if you're a new agent, because Mm -hmm. there's a tendency to want to be, and quite frankly, you probably should be, you know, to a degree, a junkyard Mm -hmm. dog where... You're taking everything, you know, right. and, then, and then you get so caught up in taking everything that it's hard to actually focus back on the,
1: on the niche. So how do you do that, right? How do you, how do you say no? constant coaching so I'm constantly coaching my agents through how they need to stay focused on their niche and we have other agents in the in the office obviously everybody has their niche so they can refer out you know if they get somebody who's a first-time homebuyer I have an agent that focuses on first-time homebuyers so they can you know that agent may have somebody in their database that is a veteran that needs a needs to buy a home okay well they can just trade leads because they really need to stay focused on their niche. And by doing that, they're all seeing growth in their sales volume. I mean, they're all up twofold over where they were this time last year, just by focusing on those niches.
0: Okay. All right. So let's talk about this. You were chief technology officer mm-hmm. at and Foster. You brought a lot of that knowledge and you probably mm-hmm. have a thirst for it. So how do agents... Uh, Today, use Facebook, use uh, social media, use all things technology uh, to build their business and to build their niche business. Let's say, if we're talking about niches, let's keep going down that track.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, a couple of things that we do on Facebook that are a little bit unique is we have a lot of groups that we've set up on Facebook. Like we have a specific group that is all about first-time homebuyers. And on that group page, all we talk about is information that's pertinent to first-time homebuyers. What do you need to know about a home inspection? What is earnest money? And so we do targeted marketing within that group Instead of on your business page on Facebook, it's all about the group. And that's one way that we've really gained a lot of lead source off of Facebook. We do the same thing. Now, Instagram doesn't have groups, but with each of the agents kind of circling back and, and trying to focus primarily on their niche, I provide them marketing pieces that are niche specific. So like my VA agent, I provide her marketing artwork that's very specific to first-line responders, veterans, uh, people that are interested in VA loans and milita- our military, which is huge so, in Huntsville. So,
0: like, what are, what are some of the names of some of these groups that you've started? So right, mm-hmm. just join and check them out. And
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have first-time homebuyers Huntsville. We have each of our cities that we've that we um, service, we have specific homes for sale buyer, you know, homes for sale or lease. We have those groups where we're trying to go after for sale by owners that want more advertising for their home. So they can go ahead and put it on the group page and it'll be shared with all the members of the group.
0: So you have a, you have a, a group called homes for sale or lease, and then you reach out to the, the FISBO and you're like, Hey, would you like me to put you in this group?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, okay. and we let them advertise their homes within that group so that in an effort we we can either bring them a buyer or hopefully when they decide that the FISBO is not working for them and then we have that opportunity to market them as a listing. Um, when we add them into the group, then at the same time, I add them into Hello Alex, which is our artificial intelligence system that we're utilizing, and they'll start getting targeted marketing from there. So they'll start getting letters, they'll start getting um, postcards, Cards. And they'll get, if we have their phone number, which hopefully we do, they're going to start getting dropped voicemails that are specific to a FISBO.
0: All right, Rockstar Nation. As you know, I wrote a book. It's called Six Steps to Seven Figures, A Real Estate Professional's Guide to Building Wealth and Creating Your Own Destiny. Gary Keller wrote the foreword and I have sold over 30,000 copies of this thing. And uh, it is the go-to book for all agents new and experienced and it's been a really exciting thing for me to do and I just love giving back and so I made a decision recently to give away free copies of it. Everybody in the past has always paid in bookstores and online, and you can still pay if you want, but I gave away 100 copies last week, and it happened so fast, and so many of you guys reached out to do this that I'm gonna give away another 100 copies now. And so this is a 200 total copy offer. Anybody could get it. I'm gonna give it to you for absolutely free, and it's not gonna be the cheesy version by any means. It's the same book that you would buy in the store. All you need to do is go to free 6 com, free 6 com. All I ask is that you pay the shipping and handling on it, but the book itself will be absolutely free. That's free 6 com. You could also text the word PAT. Yep, my name PAT or a shortened version of my name PAT to 444999. That's text the word PAT to 444999 to get a free copy of Six Steps to Seven Figures or go to freesixstepsbook.com. Get them while they're hot, guys. Free books here. And as they say in the baseball game, free books here. That's awesome. Yeah. And Dave Falk was on the show from Hello Alex uh, uh, just a few shows ago. And uh, uh, that's a great show. If you haven't heard that, uh, scroll back to that. But uh, so um, uh, so tell me about uh, what's, your, what's your opinion and how, how are you using Hello Alex exactly? And how's it working for you?
1: Yeah, no. Hello Alex has been great for our business because it's been an area that Um, we really had a deficiency in, which is following up with those long-term leads and staying top of mind. So we're using Hello Alex to help us send out automated mailers. So basically you build all of your mailers and and you record all of your voicemails. And Hello Alex then behind the scenes, well, based on the campaign that you build in their system and the type of lead it is, they'll drop voicemails, they'll send postcards, send emails, send texts. So it's really awesome. An example of that is if I have an inactive lead that's been sitting in our database forever and they've never done anything, I can drop it in hello, Alex and hello, Alex will go ahead and scrub that lead, send them a postcard from me saying, Hey, are you looking to buy or sell a house? And then at the same time, they'll drop a voicemail saying, Hey, this is Tabitha with superior realty group. I know you were looking for some real estate. What can I do today to help you? And then, Two days later, it'll send them a handwritten letter. Well, it looks like it's a handwritten letter from me saying, hey, are you thinking about buying or selling a house? It's just constantly staying top of mind and staying in front of them. So they're so sick of hearing my name that they have to call Tabitha.
0: Right. And <laughs> the, the cool part about it is, uh, the cool part about it is it's, it's all pre-done by you, right? Like the handwritten right. note is done once. The, the, uh, now, the handwritten note thing, does it have their name on it? Does it say, Dear Philip," It does, And you don't do that, right? All you do is...
1: All I do is build it. Yeah, on the front end. So you just have to have enough foresight to understand what you want the end result to be with the lead. So you do have to build the campaign and you have to understand, you know, how often do you want to hit them and with what do you want to hit them. Um, But once you've done that, it's a set it and forget it, which is amazing. Amazing. I use them for geo farming as well.
0: Okay, so tell me about how that works.
1: Yeah. So with geo farming, I basically will pick an area where right now we're in a heavy seller's market and inventory is really low. So I'll pick a specific school zones or specific zip codes that inventory is extremely low. And I'll go on there and build a list of, you know, however many people I want, you know, within a two mile radius of this particular high school. And then I load all of those names into Hello Alex, you search it from Hello Alex, you buy the list and then throw them into a campaign and let the system go to work. It's you
0: basically know. predictive analytics.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, they also have a chat feature, so you can implement that on your website, which has been really awesome for us, where they'll chat with our leads and just send us over the transcripts. Um, they, you know, the things that they're doing are game-changing for agents.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and part of what you're, what you're trying to do, right, is solve the problem. Uh, and we were talking about this before the show a little bit, like your number one frustration as a broker is what
1: is well, finding talented agents is number one. Number two is that they don't follow up with the leads. They just let them fall off and die and end up, you know, buying at an open house they go to for, you know, John, the agent. Well, how do
0: you do that? Like, what do you do with that? Like how, you, you know, first of all, explain to me, like you would explain to your agents, the value of persistent patience and how long they have to be patients for. Because I think all agents, at the end of the day, just want to be, uh, want leads. Obviously, That's- who doesn't want leads? But they want leads that, that are instant gratification, like like a tip to a bartender, right? Absolutely. They want leads that are going to be a commission right away. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and those exist, but they exist very, you know, one in a two, three hundred. Right. So, so how do you explain to the agent to get over it and to, you know, that, that that's a needle in a haystack?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the thing statistically, less than 5% of the leads that come into the system are going to be ready to do something in the next 30 days. All of the rest of those leads are going to be six, nine months, 12 months, some of them even longer out. You know, you got to think when they register on a website or they go on Facebook and they click on a beautiful house, they're just starting that idea of maybe I want to move has just popped into their head. They haven't formulated how that's going to happen. Are they getting a raise? Are they having a baby? You know, whatever life event that's going to take place hasn't happened yet. So you really just have to stay in front of them. And, you know, before Hello Alex, we were doing that by just emails and texts in a built campaign using Firepoint, which is fine. But with Hello Alex, we really can stay top of mind. They can hear our voices. Each one of the agents has recorded voicemails that are dropping into their into their voicemail box. So they're hearing the voice. They're seeing the postcards. They're seeing emails. They're seeing text messages. It's just so consistent over 365 days that whenever that life event occurs, the first thing they do is think of Superior Realty Group.
0: I love it. I love it. And guys, if you want more uh, info on that software, just listen to uh, episode 662. Yes. Uh, 662. So, all right. So let's um, talk, you, you know, you've had some transitions. You've gone mm-hmm. from working at a corporate to uh, working at a large brokerage to open up your own brokerage. Uh, what's a, what would you say over, over time the biggest failure you made is, and uh, what'd you learn from that?
1: Um, The biggest failure I made was one I was speaking about earlier. When I opened up Superior Realty Group, I thought that I could just stay behind the scenes and truly coach my agents to be the agent that I was coming into this brokerage. And unfortunately, um, that was... Was not the case. It was not the case at all. Um, Not saying they aren't successful, but they were not successful. They didn't have the background and selling skills and knowledge that I have. I mean, I'm married to a 25 year builder, so I have construction knowledge that most of these agents don't have. You know, they just can't get out in front of people and sell like I could sell. So that's the biggest mistake I made. So, Um,
0: recruiting, a thing on your part, uh, you know, to make a long story short, like, you did a bad job of uh, interviewing and picking agents, and uh, now you're doing a better job of interviewing, picking agents. And, and I guess the question for the, the Rockstar Nation listening is, what do they need to do when they're building their team or building their brokerage as far as how to pick people that they're not going to end up firing or that are not going to end up quitting?
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, I know for me, personally, I prefer to go with a green or a new agent, an agent that's only been in the market for a year or two. And the reason why is because I can truly train them from the ground up, and they only know my way. So I spend a lot of time out in the field with them, letting them shadow me. I shadow them. We critique. We do a lot of role playing. And I think it's a lot easier for me to take on a new agent and train them to become an amazing agent than it is for me to take an agent that's been in general real estate and bring them into my small boutique brokerage um, and retrain them. That's my personal experience. My most successful agents are new agents that I have brought on and I've trained them from day one.
0: So what are you looking for? personality style or little, little (laughs) tips, how they look you in the eye, how they shake your hand, what they say, what stories they tell, like, like, like give us some like, hands-on cool. advice.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking for people that can off the cuff come start conversation, that find common ground right away when I'm interviewing them, because you have to think how they act with you in an interview is how they're going to act when they go to open the door for that buyer or they go to that first listing appointment. And they have to be able to quickly establish rapport and be likable. So I have, there's several of us that go through the interview process with each agent. It's not just my personal opinion. So I have another of my top agents. And then I also have another agent that works for me that heads up our new construction division. And all of us sit in front of that agent before we decide whether or not we think they're a good fit for our group. Um, We also, I want to make sure that all the agents are cohesive and get along as a team uh, because that's extremely important that we have a team that isn't catty and we don't have a lot of the, you know, office gossip and stuff that goes on in in some of these brokerages. Um, We just need to concentrate on selling. As a member
0: of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been e-books, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hypendigitalcom backslash toolbox, or simply text toolbox to 444 That's toolbox to 444 I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, can they build rapport with you from mm. day one? Right. Yeah and knowing that follow up is a key and a big 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 issue to getting agents from zero to hero
1: absolutely um,
0: have you essentially just said you know what i'm giving up i'm not going to fo- i'm not going to try to you know really focus on getting agents that have massively good follow up skills i'm going to just let uh, artificial intelligence and in, in, in the company do that and just pick people that are friendly and that people like?
1: Yes, in a sense. I mean, I need agents that are that quickly establish that rapport and are very likable because number one in real estate I mean it is not a sales business it's a relationship-based business and especially in Huntsville we're a very smart population we have more PhDs per capita than anywhere else in the US you have to be able to establish that rapport and they have to be able to trust and like you Um, you know they're not going to buy a house from you if if you can't find that common ground from day one and establish some likability so I start from the very first phone conversation. Where do they take the phone conversation? Are they comfortable on the phone? And then when I get in front of them, you know, if I ask off the cuff questions, how do they respond? Do they quickly find some sort of common ground with me? And are they extremely likable? Those are all the things I'm looking for, because I can train, I can train you on real estate, I can train you how to get through MLS and how to get through our lead systems and CRMs. And I can train you on how to show a house and look for deficiencies and write a contract. I, mean, I I can train anybody to do that stuff, but I can't train you to be likable.
0: Hmm. Okay. So, Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a hard skill. I mean, you could read books like uh, How to Win Friends and Influence Absolutely. People and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you're either gregarious or you're not. Exactly. Right? You're, you know, you're either outgoing, you either smile or you don't. It's hard to train someone to smile more, I think. Right. um...
1: And let's be honest, you know, some people when you first meet them, they just come across as extremely awkward. And, you know, you have to think about if you're the buyer or you're the seller, whatever your first impression is, is most likely going to be the majority of people's first impression. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I have found the most successful agents in my brokerage are the ones that, right away can carry a conversation they are a born leader and they can just they're likable from the second you meet them okay so
0: uh tabitha let me ask you this so let's say that you're going on a listing appointment right Mm -hmm. and you have a boutique brokerage right now right uh it's fairly new and it's got five agents right and uh, you're going up against either a a very large team right with with perfect ten times as much agents or Mm -hmm and or a very large brokerage that's been around forever, that everybody knows their name, and all things being equal, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning commission-wise and and contract-wise and price-wise of what you're going to price the house at, all that's equal, right? Mm -hmm. How are you going to beat that agent on a listing appointment?
1: right sure absolutely I'm gonna beat them with the product knowledge and the market knowledge that I bring and the fact that I put my map my money where my mouth is I'm gonna spend a lot of money marketing their house. I'm gonna make sure that it is literally everywhere you can possibly look. Um, I'm also going to spend the money where it needs to be spent if we need you know drone videos and we need staging and I'm going to do all of that and I'm going to be involved and I'm completely transparent um, but primarily, it's just going to be with my knowledge of the market and my personal sales history. Um, you know, I've, I've been one of the top 10 agents in our market since 2013. So, you know, they actually are going to get a more hands on transparent experience with me here at superior than they are with a big brokerage who basically once they sign that listing agreement, someone on their team is going to hand, is going to take care of everything else.
0: And so, so how are you going to teach them that? You're going to give them your cell phone right away and oh, say, "Call me."
1: Absolutely, right absolutely, and show them my reviews and show them that you know one of the mo- most one of the most prominent things I'm reviewed on is my response time. Oh, you know, really? The fact I okay, respond. So you
0: can you can put out your reviews. Absolutely. Right response time, response time. Response time. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, and I will give them phone numbers to prior client- sellers that they are more than welcome to contact. Absolutely.
0: Yep, specifics rather than generalities. Rather, mm-hmm. these agents coming out, oh, we're the number one company. I'm the number one agent. Da, mm-hmm. da, da. You're giving specifics. You're like, hey, look, you know, here's some specifics. Response. Exactly. Here's some specifics. Time on the market. Here's some specifics. List price to sale price. Here's some specifics. Right. Here's my sell. Pick up. I'll pick up every time. You know. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And, you know, the house I just sold down the street, we have five offers in five hours. So, you know, those kind of, exactly. And that's what I'm going to come at them with is just statistics. Like I said, we're a very smart population here in Huntsville. We have a lot of engineers and scientists. They want data. They want specifics. They want to know, you know, your market and I know my market.
0: Wow. Now talk to me about buy a broker agreements. Um, it seems to be a, a lot of uh, buzz going on online now that I noticed uh you know, uh, real estate commissions, the co-op commissions are starting to uh, show up uh, in different numbers than a lot of agents have expected. And a lot of agents are online talking about, hey, we need to get buyer broker agreements signed. Some agents on the show have the philosophy of, hey, let let the chips fall where they may. And whatever the commission is, I'm going to be accepting of it. Other agents are coming on the show saying, uh, you know, I, I won't work with a buyer without a buyer brokerage agreement saying I'm going to get paid X. Um, what's your philosophy on that?
1: Um, I'm going to go with the kind of let the chips fall where they may. I feel like we're in an industry right now that's really changing. And I think we as brokers and as agents need to be educated on those changes and adaptable. Um, you know, I just think if the commissions start to make change, then guess what? Now you just need to do more volume. You just need to make it up. So um, just hustle a little bit harder. Uh, I just think that it really is where – Right now, our industry is seeing a lot of change, and you just have to be willing to adapt
0: willing. and
1: well, be like ready. Willing.
0: Yeah, you almost have to think that um, you know if it does change, it's meant to be for Absolutely. the consumer's benefit. Mm-hmm. In a capitalist society, you know every major change like that is for the consumer's benefit for the most part. So then we need to adjust our business. Uh, I agree.
1: That's how I feel about it. I just have to adjust my business plan. As it changes, I'll change with it. You know, change is good. I think our industry needs a shake up, quite frankly, and I'm ready for it.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's the key, right? Just be ready for it. Don't oh, think about it, it right? <laughs> So so let's wrap this up with our flagship question and that is this. Um Let's say I put Tabitha on a a television reality show and I'm going to put nine other real estate agents on this show Mm -hmm. and I'm going to give them each a cell phone and I'm going to give them a thousand bucks. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to put them in a town where people are buying and selling real estate, but I'm also going to put them in a town where all 10 of them know nobody, right? How is Tabitha over the next six months going to sell more houses than the other nine agents? Mm-hmm. Uh, with $1,000 and her cell phone. And bear in mind, here's the kicker. Whoever sells the most houses in six months gets $5 million cash. How are you going to win that?
1: Okay. Um, so if I have $1,000 and I have a town, um, I'm going to go with Aerial advertising. I'm going to, it costs about $400 an hour. I'm going to hire a small pilot. I'm going to buy a banner and I'm going to fly it around town that says, sell with Tabitha and I'll pick up your tab and your tab will be your first mortgage payment. Because if I'm only worried about selling the most houses, I'm not worried about making the most commissions because I'm coming after that big money. So I'm willing to give some of that up in order to capture more leads so that I can win the big pot at the end.
0: Sort of what you do with your brokerage. I'll show you why you opened a brokerage. Absolutely. Same idea, looking at the big pot right. rather than the small pot. So you're going to say, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just pay your first mortgage payment.
1: Yep, exactly. Buy with Tabitha, and I'll pick up your tab.
0: That's a pretty cool idea uh very interesting obviously you need to write disclosures but there's no reason you shouldn't be able to um do it check with your attorney and uh but that's 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 kind of cool right and then yeah that's uh putting your money where your mouth is right i mean yeah and
1: that's how i run this brokerage same thing put my money where my mouth is that's what it's all about
0: i love it I love it. Well, Tabitha, as you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift, mm-hmm. and uh, what we do with the gift is uh, we share it with everyone listening, and in addition to that, we put it inside a toolbox, and then we offer that toolbox, so your gift is in there with everybody else's gift that's been on the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it, I'm going to make this easy, because I don't think I've had any Tabs or Tabithas on the show, so I'm going to say, hybendigital.com backs us Tab, t a. That's com backslash tab, and I'll put all of Tabitha's contact information if you want to reach out to her, all her social media links, and a copy of her free gift. What's your free gift today, Tabitha?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I provided a copy of my top three buyer strategies. I've given this training at large brokerages as well as smaller brokerages, and it's something that my agents are constantly asking me to refresh their memory on. So I'm going to provide that handout, kind of on based on personalities and career types, how you go after different buyers and different buyer types.
0: I love it. I love it. So guys, that'll be on IBENDigital.com. Backslash tab, or you can get the entire toolbox by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444-999. Tabitha, if I'm ever in Huntsville, Alabama, I say that because of that. I go back to that Forrest Gump thing. <laughs> Alabama! <laughs> I will look you up and we'll definitely get together and break some bread.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Pat, for having me on. I hope uh, what I had to bring was a little helpful for your Rockstar Nation. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a great day.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes. Hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there, and it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day, so definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more
1: top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.